If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Since 2011, the Showtime TV series Homeland has fictionalized America's anxiety about the age of terrorism that we live in. The show has at times utilized plot devices that border on, well, the absurd. In the second season, a group of terrorists decided to assassinate the vice president. What made things interesting and a little ridiculous was the way that they tried to kill the vice president. Instead of using bullets or bombs, the terrorists hacked right into the vice president's pacemaker. Walden has a bad heart. Self? His pacemaker can be wirelessly accessed with that number. I don't mean to be a spoiler, but by sending the wrong electrical signal to the vice president's heart, the hackers succeeded. They killed the second most powerful man in the country by using nothing more than a bunch of computer commands. I don't think so. I'm killing you. Critics were not impressed with the episode. Michael Hogan at the Huffington Post wrote, I just finished watching the new episode of Homeland, and boy, are my suspicion of disbelief muscles tired. But there was someone else watching that episode who was far less dismissive, former Vice President Dick Cheney. Cheney has had a long history of heart trouble and uses a pacemaker himself. He later told CBS News that that episode wasn't that far-fetched at all. I was aware of the, the, the danger, if you will, that existed. But I found it credible because I, I knew that uh, it was a, an accurate portrayal of what was possible. Cheney later turned off the wireless connection to his pacemaker. He was afraid that it could be used to attack him. The former vice president wasn't being paranoid, so don't even go there. As you're about to learn, there are literally hundreds of Internet-connected medical devices that are shockingly vulnerable to hackers. And many security experts are really worried that the problem just isn't being addressed, it's not being fixed, and it's not going away. But I think it would take a huge disaster in order to realize that security is extremely important. I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. And in a recent podcast, we explored the advancements in medical technology. This podcast is different. This time, we're going to investigate if those advancements come with a price and why so many medical devices have been connected to the internet with little or absolutely no security in place. Plus, we're going to give you the tools to make sure that you and your family members are protected. And these are the exact type of topics I like to explore in depth in our Commando On Demand podcast. I hope that you're getting our podcast automatically delivered to you each and every week. And if you're not, it's really simple. You just need to click on one button over on Apple iTunes or Google Play or your favorite podcast player. And you know what that one button is? Come on. It's called Subscribe. The Commando On Demand podcast is brought to you in part by iDrive. Protect all your data on all your PCs, Macs, servers, and mobile devices to one iDrive account. Switch to iDrive today from any competing service and get 90% off your first year. iDrive.com, promo code KIM. (laughs) 
For years, Barnaby Jack was one of the most audacious hackers in the entire world. He was a so-called white hat hacker, a hacker who isn't a criminal. He astonished audiences at a security conference in 2010 by hacking into an ATM so completely that it was so crazy to watch. The ATM, can you imagine this, just spit out money on demand. Then in 2011, he turned his attention to a new class of internet-connected devices. There was this mad scramble among medical device companies to include internet connectivity in all their products. The whole idea was that your doctor would be alerted if something major was going on, or that maybe the doctor could just check on you by, say, signing into your electronic medical records. But in their haste, Barnaby Jack realized that the companies had completely neglected to include even the most basic security protocols. In 2012, he told Bloomberg what he could do to an internet-connected insulin pump. Okay, so there's actually a vulnerability in these devices. Uh, Typically, to be able to communicate with them, you'd need to know the serial number. I have a vulnerability which will let me acquire the serial number from any of these insulin pumps within a 100-meter range. And that's this, this thing right here? Yeah, so this is my software which exploits that vulnerability to actually return the IDs of any insulin pumps in that range. From 100 meters away, I can scan for any insulin pumps in the vicinity. Um, it will return those insulin pump IDs, and then I can have them dispense their entire 300 units of insulin, which... Uh, for a type 1 diabetic will easily prove fatal um, unless you seek immediate medical attention. Barnaby Jack died in 2013, shortly before he was scheduled to reveal the security vulnerabilities he had discovered in pacemakers. But the work he started has been continued by another group of white hat hackers around the world. One of them, Aditya Gupta, made a name for himself in Silicon Valley by exposing the atrocious level of security in something called the Internet of Things. It's often shortened up to IoT and has become a big deal in Silicon Valley over the past few years. The Internet of Things is just that. It's bringing the Internet to every device that you can imagine, from refrigerators to light bulbs and, yes, to pacemakers. The Internet of Things is big business. There was a huge rush of connecting everything that is possible to the internet and having this this like whole variety of like interconnected devices. And the whole purpose behind it was to make uh, things easier for the end consumer. So when did you start looking at all the security issues associated with the internet connected devices? Like uh, close to a year back when a lot of security researchers started focusing into the security of these kind of connected devices. And that's when all of us got to know about like these devices are so crit- uh, like so vulnerable and can be attacked in like so many different ways. But what kind of security vulnerabilities are we talking about? Let's get specific. There were uh, a number of different security issues, mostly radio-based security issues. Uh, in some cases, also things like uh, insecure CRC verification. So someone could actually capture a packet, uh, modify it, and repay it back to. Uh, have you get like a more doses of whatever you are getting. CRC verification is a really old method for digital devices to check that the information being received is error-free, but it can't determine if the information it's receiving is being intentionally manipulated. Without additional security, a wireless device is left open for a hacker who can make the device do pretty much whatever he or she wants. 
so let's say i'm in a hospital or near a person who is actually using the pacemaker so i sit close to him or stand close to him like for 5 10 minutes uh, making sure that i have enough radio captures uh, i go back to my laptop modify the doses and then replay it back and that will actually work so it's as scary as you're hearing it there's no security in place the medical device industry is huge it's worth 95 billion dollars in the united states alone smart pacemakers, insulin pumps and syringes have all added a huge boost in revenues to the company's bottom lines. When Aditya and his colleagues started to point out just how insecure these new devices were, the companies didn't really get too excited by it. A lot of healthcare companies don't want to publicly acknowledge the fact that their devices are vulnerable and that's like uh, one of the not so mature things from there and because at this point the entire iot security industry is in an extremely nascent stage so you're saying that the medical device companies are more concerned with protecting their bottom line that's actually really frightening to me i think that is the biggest uh, mistake which i've seen a lot of manufacturers make because their immediate goal is like we have this next uh, release cycle and let's make sure that we fix only the vulnerabilities that we can fix in that particular time so as a uh, kind of sad and scary at the same time so you might be wondering at this point what can we do about it where exactly are the regulators we'll sit tight we're going to answer those questions in just a moment home isn't just a place it's a feeling whether you're at home your business or online ADT helps keep you safe with security systems, home automation, alarms and surveillance so you can feel at home wherever you are. Go to ADT.com to get that feeling. ADT Home Safe Home. The Food and Drug Administration is in charge of approving every medical device sold in the United States. Dr. Suzanne Schwartz is an associate director at the FDA Center for Medical Devices and Radiological Health. She says when medical devices first came to market, security was overlooked. As devices were developed and designed years ago, they were not necessarily designed with the security in mind because the manufacturer's regulatory framework was to really design for what's called the intended use of that device. So you're saying that as long as the devices worked as intended, the FDA and the companies weren't really thinking about security. So here we are today with devices that were not designed with those types of properties of security built in the way we would expect them to be built in today. The FDA says it's aware of the security problems with these devices and they're working with the manufacturers to fix them. But they argue that adding internet connectivity to things like insulin pumps or syringes has had huge benefits for patients. The reason why many patients are alive today and live lives of uh, much much more enhanced quality than they did years ago has to do with connectivity. A lot of that has to do with the ability that the patient has a direct line, you know, with their providers, with their physicians in terms of the remote capabilities. But I have to tell you, an IT security expert who I spoke with says that the companies have been very slow to acknowledge the problems discovered with these devices. 
Well, I would somewhat disagree with that. You know, that statement might have held, you know, been more accurate several years ago. We've seen significant progress that has been made among manufacturers who are now, you know, working very closely with security researchers. Has anyone been hurt or killed because one of these devices had been hacked? So what I would say is we at FDA are not aware of specific harm that resulted from an exploit of a vulnerability of a medical device. We don't have any reports of such, and we haven't seen or heard of any reports of such from any outside U.S. regulators either. Well, that's a relief, but there still could be cases out there. But there are, you know, limitations to that, recognizing that um, what we call the forensics are not built into medical devices to really be able to do that kind of detection right now. And that's an area where we are really trying to promote manufacturers as they develop new products to build those forensics in. But what you're saying is that no one has died from a hacked medical device, as far as you know. But really, no one can know for sure because there is no way to test if a device has actually been hacked. That's not very comforting. Aditya, how are consumers supposed to protect themselves from this kind of risk? So making sure that you uh, choose the medical devices wisely. Uh, Manufacturers, uh, they need to build a capability internally so that over a period of time they have like a really secure device. So while regulators continue to put pressure on the companies to beef up security, they haven't been issuing recalls. They feel the benefit to consumers far outweighs the potential risks. That means, for now, it's up to you. You can search for all the known problems with medical devices through the FDA. I have a link over at commando.com. Before you start using any kind of medical devices, ask your doctor for the make and model of the device. Do a Google search. See what you can find out. Better yet, set up Google Alerts. This way, if a potential problem is discovered with your particular medical device, you'll get an automatic notification. But Dr. Schwartz, would you say that the problem is still a theoretical one at this point? We try to stay away from the language of theoretical vulnerability. So while one might say that that vulnerability um, has not been exploited or acted upon to our knowledge, the vulnerability's existence has been shown. We're, we're not using the word theoretical. So the threat is real. Aditya, what is it going to take to actually fix the problem? So I was hoping like uh, a year or two years back that things would eventually improve by themselves. But I think it would take uh, the entire industry a huge disaster in order to realize that security is extremely important. And they need to think about it even before they start building the product. Consider this. The average hospital bed has between five and ten Internet connected devices. Many of them are extremely vulnerable to malicious hackers. So far, a widespread attack that could kill or harm patients hasn't happened. It's only going to be a matter of time before it does. So that's why you really need to protect yourself with knowledge. Again, ask your doctor about the internet connectivity of any device that you're using. And take it upon yourself to make sure that there are no known vulnerabilities with that device. The companies and the regulators have been way too slow in reacting to this problem. So it's going to depend on us, the public, to push them to do better and to do the job that we need them to do. If you have any family members or friends who have a pacemaker, they use an insulin pump, be sure that you share this podcast with them. 
And if you like this podcast, do me a favor, head over to iTunes or Google Play and give me a great five-star rating because that's the way that more people discover new podcasts to listen to. And before we leave, a special thank you to our guests, Aditya Gupta and Dr. Susan Schwartz. And finally, Danny Riondo, who helped put this entire podcast together. I'm Kim Commando. I actually host the nation's largest radio show about digital lifestyle and technology. I have some 6 million people tuning into my broadcast every week. So I guess that makes me your still digital pro. And you can watch my show, you can listen to my show, and you can find my show on a station near you by heading over to the official homepage of the Kim Commando Show. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And hey, by the way, if you haven't already, make sure that you get the free commando.com app. It's available for free on iTunes, and for all your Android devices, you can find it on Google Play or your favorite podcast player, because not only can you get this podcast delivered automatically, but also our other popular podcast called Tech News This Week. A major credit bureau recently announced a breach that may have exposed the personal information of 143 million people. You need to take steps to get identity theft protection. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect and alert you if your personal information is being used. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if there's a problem, LifeLock's identity restoration specialists will work to fix it. Go to LifeLock.com to get 10% off when you enter promo code KIM. That's promo code KIM for 10% off. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.